0: And see, that's the thing, and I'm gonna mention this when we record, which we probably should soon. But <laughs> yeah. um
1: Which we probably the, should soon. I like that. But
0: but like Well we that's just your they, opinion. <laughs> but there's a lot of things that we don't know. <laughs> Dave
1: Dave's Dave Dave could feel the the, the the blood in the water and like as if as if he knew I was writing the timestamp down. It was like you just snuck it in there. Well, that's just your opinion. <laughs> that was great. Oh God. Oh sorry for go ahead. Welcome, everyone, to the CapsCorner.com podcast, CapsCorner.com, your source for Virginia sports. I am Brad Franklin, publisher of CapsCorner.com, coming to you live from the Palatial Franklin States in the West End of Richmond, where it is Wednesday, December the 8th. Not a whole lot going on. <laughs> not not a whole lot going on. We're going to spend the next seven hours talking about UVA's loss in Harrisonburg last night. No, we're definitely not going to do that. Um There will be plenty of time for talking about whatever's going on with UVA basketball this season. No, we are going to talk about Virginia's coaching search, um, to you know the 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 meandering path to to replace Bronco Menenhall as it uh, as it uh, goes here and there and everywhere. Apparently, Um, we should note that it is 9:02 on the East Coast at the moment as we record this. Um, Currently. We believe Tony Elliott's still in Charlottesville. No official announcement, at least tonight. Um, Maybe one tomorrow. Uh, Maybe by the time you listen to this podcast, maybe everything we're about to say becomes obsolete. I don't know. We'll find out. We've done that once. Um, That was like the other day. Isn't that crazy that like last week we recorded two podcasts and we, you know, we we had one and then basically the next day was um, trash. Anyway, let's go around and introduce everybody before we get started. Uh, first up in Fishersville, David Spence is back on the show How's it going, my friend?
2: It's good, I've become one with my phone the last 48 hours
1: um, <laughs> Screen time's off like, the I chart mean,
2: No, it's ridiculous My my screen time basically equals awake time It's terrible Who Dave's on the board, at Who Dave's on Twitter
1: And uh, up in Loudoun, staff writer Justin Ferber is also back on the program What's going on, my dude?
0: We're like three minutes in and nobody's mentioned the Fenway Bowl yet Come on <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got some bigger fish to fry
0: I've been um, studying SMU for days. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man, I don't even know who their coach is. Like, they yeah, have an interim true. coach. I don't even know. Add yeah. Justin underscore Ferber on Twitter.
1: And uh, in Charlottesville, managing editor Damon Dillman is also back on the program. Damon, you were, uh, were did you climb the fence today when you got that video? <laughs> or were you just shooting? Because Ferber was really interested in trying to get video, like, through the fence so you could kind of see it, give it that, like, you know, that was a the gonna dock work. mentality from the wire, you know, like, through the fence as you were looking through. That wasn't
3: go- no that wasn't gonna work because there was like uh slats in along the fence and you would have just seen fence uh have so you no, ever so I was holding the f- what's
1: that I was gonna say have you ever have you ever stalked a plane before was was today the first day
3: uh when I was a news reporter in Harrisonburg uh I interviewed uh the warlord the one time at an airport the wrestler because he was wrestling in uh Waynesboro and uh, a bunch of wrestlers landed at the airport, and I interviewed them. So this was, this was as best I can recall, my second big uh, airport scoop. <laughs> you guys
0: remember that one random? This was a while back. It was a ba- UVA basketball game. They had to move it back like two hours because I think it was President Obama came to Monticello or something. Yeah, and it was
3: like a, it was like a Wake Forest game or somebody.
0: It was yeah. some ACC game, but they had to move it from like seven to nine or something because of the airport issue. Um, Cause it like Messed with traffic Or something That was weird
3: At Damon Dillman On Twitter
0: Sorry
1: <laughs> yeah, No you're good Cats Corner Also on Twitter Cavs underscore corner Great place for the In game updates The content items And you know Every once in a while A gif that gets me In trouble um, Alright so let's Talk about said gif We're not No we're not Going to do a whole Show on that uh, For the record you know calm down folks it was uh it, it was I thought you know, that was just a
0: random gif i didn't it was a
1: random gif part. i don't know what you're talking about no i mean yeah. you know I, I think we all understand some some stuff changed um listen is it gif or jiff yeah, yeah, we we've been fighting enough the last 24 hours around here we don't right. need to be fighting over gif versus jiff it's gif um i although GIF. i think for a long time i said gif and then i and then it's I, not peanut butter i wow <laughs> and then i and then i started Sort of being judged by all the nerds that I know And so, but I mean I don't care Say whatever you want, it's all good Um, All right, so let's do Let's just do some recapping here Um, For those of you Who have been in a coma (laughs) For those of you who have not been attached To your phones uh, For those of you who have lived under a rock uh, Maybe your internet was out um, You were just really busy with something else uh, for the last several days, Anthony Poindexter was in line to be the next coach at the University of Virginia. And as we sit here tonight, that is not going to be the case. Uh, he, has, he has basically said as much that he's sticking at uh, Penn State. In the meantime, uh, Carla Williams left Las Vegas, uh, leaving Las Vegas on a plane um, bound for Clemson. And that plane landed, um, picked up Tony Elliott and his family, and then went on to Charlottesville. Where Damon and several other um, folks on the beat recorded pretty decent video. If I'm going to be honest, uh, of of the family bringing a whole ton of bags, actually, technically was not probably a ton for the record. I'm one of those people. Uh, I'm a pedantic like that. Um, and then uh, obviously is 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 in town and seems poised to take the job. Now again, it is 9:07 on the East Coast, and we don't know for sure if. Um, if that has happened or anything of that nature Nothing official I'm, I'm sure it's going to break either while we're recording Or literally right after um, No I'm sure tomorrow morning This Makes a lot more sense um, I guess I just want to start this conversation uh, uh, With a disclaimer Which is like I'm not going to get into Like throwing anybody under the bus Right If you are somebody who really wanted Dex to be The the next coach at UVA I understand that I have a whole column That was a pretty good column that will never see the light of day about Dex becoming the next coach of Virginia. Um, Damon talked to, like, a, a bunch of players about Dex be, becoming the next coach of Virginia that will never see the light of day. Um, so, I mean, it, I understand if you had your heart set on him. If you're a former player and you're in your frustrated, or you're angry or whatever, okay, cool. Like, I'm not going to tell you how to feel. You know, your, your feelings are valid. I just think that as we as we move forward with at least this conversation, especially, but in, in general, like. We all have to understand that just because we think we know doesn't mean we do. And just because there's this um, just because something happened after the first thing doesn't mean that the first thing was the cause post hoc ergo propter hoc. Right. Shout out to the West Wing people. Um, just because they moved on to Tony Elliott doesn't mean that they dropped the ball with Dex. Um and just because Dex is not going to become the next coach doesn't mean UVA did anything wrong here. Um, things change in these deals. That's just the way they, they work sometimes. Um, maybe you find out more information. Maybe you, you know, you you reconsider. There's a lot of reasons why somebody who appeared to be, you know, the choice or the shoe in or whatever ends up not being the one and it doesn't work out. But I kind of want to start with a kind of a rough idea as, as I often do. And Dave, I'm going to start with you because I often do. How are we feeling, right? Um, at this point, again, 909 on the East Coast. I'm not going to do that all show. Don't worry. Yeah. Um, it, it, it it certainly feels like Tony Elliott is poised to become the next football coach at Virginia. If that's the case, uh, how are you going to feel about that? What were your thoughts on Dex potentially being the next coach of Virginia? Where are you at on it?
2: I mean, I think I'm confused. Like a, a lot of Virginia fans are right now. And it's look it it's one of the most bizarre days in my fandom um bizarre 48 hours even in my fandom, just cause you know, I've gone through a lot of coaching changes. You know, you know I, I saw grow come in. So lot, I mean, a lot of people have, but there's been a lot of coaching changes in my lifetime. And this seems to be the strangest. Now when it's over, looking back, it might not be, but right now it does. Um And it's still kind of fresh. I mean, we woke up this morning, you know, yesterday we thought, maybe the information, you know, maybe the announcement would be made between the dinner and the press conference. And then, then it was like, Oh, maybe it'll come tomorrow. And then I woke up this morning earlier than I should have just to make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, and we all know how the day went. So it's just been, I mean, right now I'd say the best, it's just confusion. Um, not like, I I don't think Tony Elody is a bad choice at all. He was really high on my list before the search started. Um, so ultimately if he ends up being the coach, I can definitely get behind it. Um, but I'm just one person. So it, it right now, a lot of a lot of raw feelings. Like, you know, we we've we've heard what other players had to say. We saw how excited some former players and alums got about the prospects of Dex. And, you know, I, I mean, I was kinda of skeptical of Dex as a head coach. I mean, I called for I mean, you all can go listen to the podcast mean I've said multiple times, I thought this was a time where UVA needed to really connect with the fan base. And um, I think it sounds like the effort was made. is it just didn't work out. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that's really bad indictment where Virginia is or, or just bad timing, but yeah, I'll, I'll leave it with confusion right now. Um, but, you know, ultimately as long as the right hire is made, I don't know if it, it matters much how you got there, as long as you can kind of, as long as the hire is good, that all will work itself out. It's just going to, people are going to be upset for a while um, and they have a right to be like, you know, if you love decks, you know, if you want him to be the guy and you want to be mad about it, look, I, I didn't play ball here. I didn't, you know, I, I haven't had a kid recruited by, by decks or, or plus so I don't understand that side of it, but like many others, the way others can, but from a fan perspective, um, like I've, I've gone, I've had season tickets. I went to games in Virginia was two and nine, watched the blue's attack. Like I'll be there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, am excited about the potential of Tony Elliott if if that becomes a becomes the ultimate decision.
1: Yeah, well, you said something really interesting there a second ago, Dave. You were talking about you yeah. know that ultimately the, all, all the stop. Ultimately, the only thing that matters is the hire. And right now, without that, without the without the gift of forward time, right? The only thing people are left with is a, is a, is a vacuum to to fill it. You know, with you know with and frankly, a lot of what's out there. You know, my my gif not included. A lot of it is bunk, man. Like there's a lot of noise out there. Like this idea that, like, you know, oh, this is why it happened. Listen, if anybody who's not Anthony Poindexter tells you why, publicly tells you why, probably not how it went down, right? And I don't know like, the the different narratives that formed over the weekend, going into the week. Um, I think it's fairly obvious to me, Ferber, that. Dex was the guy. They were waiting until after the Hall of Fame ceremony to make the announcement for what I think are the right reasons. Right, you don't want to have a guy go into the Hall of Fame being overshadowed by the whole job piece. You want you you don't want that piece attached to it just in case it doesn't go doesn't go well. Right, um,
0: and then also it's worth mode, you know, you were saying like he was going to be the guy, but while that was happening, there was no contract signed. Right, exactly. So he's not and they, like and he they, hasn't they, been hired.
1: Correct, and that's a good point. Yeah. If 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 it before it, it, it you know the idea that it quote unquote fell apart he could have signed a thing and they just didn't announce it that happens all the time right it happens that you know people whether you know hell recruits commit all the time and stay silently committed Dex could have been you know had signed a thing and whatever there were reasons why that had not happened the conversation that was supposed to happen happened um you know I will just say for myself I believe fervently that. He was in line to be the coach and then decided not to be the coach. You know, you can get into trying to throw stones and throw people under the bus about why. That's, you know, that's fine. I'm just telling you, something shifted. And it's very clear to me that once it shifted, Virginia acted quickly. Um, Tony Elliott was out. Tony Elliott was back in. Tony Elliott and his family on a plane. Um, So until we actually have, you know, an official announcement, you know, this is the coach. These are going to be the assistant coaches and that kind of thing. Um, I understand a lot of people are going to fill that that space. No pun intended. With how you know how they feel about it and how you feel about it, I get it. But to me, I look at it and I think it's twofold. One, what's the hire, like Dave said, and then two, what's it mean for the big picture? And I think if of all of us here right? You know, we talked about this last week. What do they need? We, we all said, you know, somebody who could sort of fire up the fan base, somebody who could, you know, engage the donors and get the facilities and stuff. But I think we were all mindful that if it was Dex, there's a significant level of, um, on the job experience that he just wasn't going to have walking into it. Tony Elliott's been a, um, a play caller for a national championship program for the past few years. Um, and while, maybe this year's offense wasn't like you know hitting on every cylinder um the reality is is that like that new dude knows what you know there's a lot that goes into sort of doing the job that he's done in the place that he's done it and there's a lot of reason to think like especially you're, you're a your coordinator you're you're sort of overseeing the offense as a whole right you're play calling you're you're your game planning and there's a lot that goes into that um you got to manage as a coach. You got to manage coaches. You not just you're not just managing players. There's a lot that goes into it. So I think it's fair to look at Dex's resume and say, um, you know, this would have been a significant step for him, right? Not to say he wouldn't be able to do it. Certainly not gonna. I mean, I mean, I, I wish God. I wish you guys could have read that Dex column. It was so good. Um, I just feel like on further on the, on the in the big picture. It's not like Virginia is, you know, if it is Tony Elliott, and again, you know, not nothing official yet. Um, but it, it, if if they fell, they fell upwards, right? It's a good, it's a good situation. How are you feeling over there?
0: Yeah, I, I think you guys both brought up a lot of good points. I mean, Dave, especially with the deck stuff, like I can't tell people how they should feel, especially people that have a personal connection to the man, right? I don't. Um, I, I try to look at things sort of you know, objectively. Right. And if you had told me coming into this process, which obviously like a week ago, we had no idea was coming and we were recording our yell about the tech game podcast um, that Bronco was going to quit and then they would replace him with Tony Elliott. I would have been pretty. Um, I mean, obviously I didn't want like Bronco to quit, but I think that would, I would have been like, that's a good move. Um, you know, like, uh, at, and th- this kind of brings me to my larger point, but, Tony Elliott, I think, from the UVA fan base, is not getting the respect that I think he should get from some people. Um, And I think a lot of that is tied up in wanting someone else, which is fine. Um, The guy, like the Broyles Award, I think is one of the best ways to capture what somebody brings to the table because it's something that's voted on by their peers, right? They don't just throw it at anybody for fun. Like, that's something that people are like, that guy can coach. Um, And he won it in 2017. I think like I I tweeted this, but I think his record, Clemson's record as when he was a play caller was 89 and nine or something crazy like that. Um, So that's awesome. But yeah, I mean, he was one of the guys, if you look at the hot board we put out um, right after Bronco resigned, he was one of the first guys on it. I think he was the first coordinator listed. Um, That's a good hire for UVA based on his track record. He has a good reputation around the game. Um, everybody that has been around him has had great things to say now, like for UVA fans, some people are on board with it. Some people obviously like, and then we've heard the complete opposite of that. Um, you know, like from the Twitter spaces stuff, like, I know that it's going to get talked about a little bit, but, um, like, I think people need to give him a chance. Like if he's the guy, assuming he's the guy, obviously (laughs) got to put that out there. Um, he deserves a shot. I mean, he's qualified. He is, to be quite honest with you, I know UVA, every job's different. Tony Elliott is more qualified today to be a power five head coach than Anthony Boindexter is full stop. He just is. He's called an offense for years at a high level. And he has, you know, been named the best assistant coach in the country. He could have had an sec job last year if he wanted it and decided it wasn't the right time, you know, like he's not a nobody. Right. Um, and I'm not saying it's like, oh my God, they went out and hired Luke Fickle, the best thing they could have possibly done, or something like that. But UVA wasn't going to be able to make a hire like that in this situation anyway. So I think this is about as good as you could do. And people are treating it like it's a disaster. The guy hasn't even started yet. Um, and and to be honest with you, like I'm just going to call it what I'm just going to tell you what I really think like during this week. And I'm going to try to. I, this has nothing to do with Dex as a person. But I didn't want to. I didn't. I didn't want UVA to hire him. I didn't think that was the best choice. Um, I thought it was going to appease a lot of people, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, it's good to have that juice around the program. And I think as it started to look like it was him over the last few days, I started to kind of like see the positives. And there are certainly positives. He's familiar with the university, familiar with the state. He was going to go out and recruit well. Um, I don't know what kind of staff he would have put together. Like, I think a lot of people were like, oh, they're going to have this great staff, but we don't really know that. Um, and we don't know what Elliot would do either. But I think there were like – and it boils down to what kind of program I think UVA is. I think UVA is a program where you can win. You're probably not going to make the playoff very much or ever. Um, You're in a division that is winnable. You're in a state rivalry that is winnable, Um, at least at the time that we're recording this. I think you need a coach that can come in and is a schemer-type guy that can obviously recruit and put together a good staff and fits the university – And can find ways to find advantages, both off and on the field, that are able to help you win more games than maybe you could otherwise. And I think I'd be more comfortable taking, like, rolling the dice with somebody like Tony Elliott, though he's never been a head coach either, than somebody like Dex, who has never even called a defense. Um, Like, he's never really been a full-fledged defensive coordinator. He's been a co-defensive coordinator, but that's a title. He's really, like, at Penn State, his duties are mostly the safeties coach. Um, and, he, you know, he did a great job recruiting here. And, and they had some good moments when he was a coach here. But I don't think that necessarily means he's the right guy over the course of 10 years just because people are excited that he got the job. I mean, you still have to go out and, like, find ways to win games. And I think at this program, that's not the easiest thing to do. I think you need somebody in here that – I just like guys that especially on the offensive side of the ball that have a scheme, something they can fall back on um, a vision and not just, we're going to take back the state because like you can, anybody can say that Mike London said that. Right. And I know that they're two different people, but like there were some similarities where it's like when Bronco was hired, people were like, finally a competent head coach with a lot of experience. It's going to be able to like find ways to make little advantages for this program and kind of like make this thing more of a, legit power five program than it was because we just dealt with six years of a coach that felt like he was in over his head with a staff that was like in over its head. And yeah, they were recruiting a little bit better and they knew the state and people liked them, but it didn't work. And I was like, are we going to really just do that again and just hope that this guy's better? Um, so ultimately I think this could end up being a good thing, even though I understand why people are mad about it because everybody likes decks. Like I like decks, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean he's the right guy to run the football program. Like Tony Bennett is the complete opposite hire of that. And and it's working out great for him because he's a good coach, like because he's the best coach.
1: Yeah. That gets a little bit lost in this. And I mean, listen, I, I also, I want to, I want to make a point here that like, it's not a bad thing. If you thought Dex was the right answer. Like I'm don't i not, I'm not, yeah, a, I'm not this saying weird... he can't
0: coach either. Like it's yeah, not, yeah, it's, it's a yeah, no, resume. No, it's,
1: exactly. It's a resume thing. And when you're hiring for a job, yeah. you don't go just on potential. I mean, I think it's fair to say that Dex brought a significant sort of skill set to the table, a uniqueness to his candidacy for this job that no other, no other you know, potential candidate was going to be able to match, which was his connection to UVA, his connection to the state, the, the, the way that fans thought about him. What that would he's uniquely
0: qualified for this job where he wouldn't be necessarily even thought of for another like right and this is
1: like this is like the this is you know Tony Elliott went to Clemson he played at Clemson right at some point I mean maybe you know if you think about this in the big scheme of things the best thing that can happen for UVA if he's the guy is that at some point he goes home you know what that means UVA won a lot of games right that that means UVA was in a really good spot right if he ends up having to go to clean you know, he ends up being the guy that replaces dabo at some point or whatever or maybe the next guy. The second best thing would be that, you know, I- that he's here forever. That this is his last job. Um uh or maybe maybe if you flip those. I don't know. Maybe if he's if he's so successful that Clemson tries to get him and he doesn't leave. I mean maybe that's even better. But I digress.
0: But the well, there reality- are a lot of people that are kind of saying this is the kind of job he would want. Like a yeah, good Yeah, for like- sure. A school re- with this kind of profile And you know He kind of gets to take his time and, and work through it
1: Right The reality too Is that like um, If you were somebody Who thought Dex had a lot of potential he, de- he did And he does I mean he might still end up Being the coach of UVA down the road Who knows At least for now though If you look at it From the standpoint of like What do you think the position Should you know Be looking for That's a, that's what that's what hiring is Right And so If you think that, that, that Dex was the guy Because you love Dex I get it But I also, too, think that if you, you know, I I mean, like I said, I wrote a whole column about, you know, how great he was and how perfect, you know, this moment was for him. But that didn't mean that he didn't also have some issues. And I talk about him like, you know, Bronco's decision to resign when he decided to resign. He was the guy brought in to right the ship and his decision. And when he the way he left is is it's the boat's taken on water, man. Like a lot of what's happened in the last week is because of Bronco. I mean, he could talk about succession planning, this and that. A lot of it comes down to, like, they were not in a place where the thing was at a point where the guy could just resign. And Um, he couldn't,
0: he didn't groom anyone to take his job. Exactly. I mean, and. Like, Nick Howell would have been that guy, but the defense was horrible.
1: Yeah. And I think also, too, if we're going to call the spade a spade, right, we have to be mindful that, you know, and, and we were talking about this off air, like he did them a favor by decide by making the decision when he made it in a way, because if he's not, if he's not fully on board, um, then he shouldn't be, you know, he shouldn't be the the coach, right? It, you, you, you can't do that job if you're not fully in, right? You got to be all in. And at the same time, it's like, you, you know, you, this, this coaching staff spent years talking about, you know, we're going to outlast people. We're going to, you know, we're gonna we're gonna do harder things longer and stuff. And it's like I'm not saying that this was the first time things got hard, and I'm certainly not gonna say that Broncos not you know as a person its do- not doesn't have the 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 full capacity to to make his uh, his own choices, right? But but it's really hard when you look at it and you're like, dang dude, like things got a little tough, and you're just like, you know what, I'm out. Okay, cool. I mean, like that's fine. But ultimately, if you think that Dex was the right guy for the job, and you're upset, I get it. But I I think you have to be open, at least, to the the possibility that there are other people. He's not the only person that can do the job. Now, if you look around the landscape, Damon, Tony Elliott seems like the perfect kind of candidate for Carla, seems like the perfect kind of candidate for UVA. There's a lot to like here. And frankly, if we had not known that Dex was the guy, um, or the top candidate, or he was even in the mix for those few days, it's almost like... If this was the if this was the decision that the administration had made, I feel like a lot of us would be like, "Dang, that was really good." UVA just went out and got the guy that they should have gotten. I mean, he was when we started talking about a hot board. I feel like he was the a- absolute first name on the list. And to be quite frankly, I mean, I'll say this publicly, I didn't think they could get him, I and mean, maybe they, they might still not. I mean, again,
0: you know, yeah. not keep doing. Yeah. Well, time I mean, anymore. like I'll tell you, when I created the board, I was like, these are people they should look at, not necessarily people that I thought would take it. And exactly. I've had Dex first because that was sort of obvious, and then it was. um but not because I thought he was like I didn't even think Dex was going to get the job. To be honest, I was like I know that that's the name that people are throwing out there first, so I'll put him on there. But I was like, yeah, Tony Elliott, maybe you can get him because of how they played this year. But I didn't necessarily think that was a sure thing. Yeah.
1: So Damon, give me your 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 view of all this as this has all unfolded the last few days. Is it most? Are you like Dave? Or are you just confused? Uh, are you um, yeah. like how how are we? How are you feeling these days?
3: i'm exhausted (laughs) i'm like like dave was talking about all the screen time but it it, but it's true it's like you don't want to you know you don't want to take a shower go to bed or any moment like go pick up your son at school because you don't want to put your phone down for a second because you're afraid you're going to miss a text message or 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 a phone call or some breaking news or something like that and it it it's exhausting over the course of like four or five days or, or however, late. like, it's been like what, six days. It feels like it's been like two weeks, a month. Um, but, but, but yeah, talking about Tony Elliott, I, I thought it was interesting. If you go back again, it feels like these last couple of days have been a month, but Tony Elliott was the first non-dex name that came up and Tony Elliott was pretty much the only non-dex name that came up and to me that indicates that he was if not Carla's first choice then right there on that same level with Dex and whatever unfolded throughout the course of these last couple of days the twists and turns and everything where we are now uh this this is where we are now where it looks like Tony Elliott is is what it uh yeah it's almost nine thirty. time for a check of the weather but uh, <laughs> Does that take you back
0: to the old days,
3: yeah. Uh, they're telling me to wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, it feels like Tony Tony Elliott is the guy. Um, and and, and talking about the hot board and his name being up there near the top, it, like I'll be honest with you, last Thursday when everything came down with Bronco, it was just a whirlwind to me. And, and I would we're just it, throwing names out there, yeah, we really were. But as, as I took a step back. And kind of evaluated things over the next day or so my thought process was the kind of the kind of target they should aim for is a guy who isn't a rising is a rising star but hasn't completely bloomed yet if the if that makes sense uh because my biggest concern about this job from a who's gonna want this job perspective was and i think i probably said to this guy said this to you guys in a text message was any any coach who's interested in this job is either going to Google or his agent's going to do some research. And it didn't take a whole lot of digging. It wouldn't take a whole lot of digging to find the quotes from the guy who's stepping down as head coach and from the athletic director who's sitting in that seat looking to fill that position, talking about how bad the uh, the facilities are, how, how in need of an upgrade they are, how outdated they are. And I thought that would scare a lot of some of those big names away. And I honestly thought Tony Elliott might be one of them. Because it felt like he had already bloomed, so to speak. He's turned down other jobs. He's turned down NFL opportunities. I didn't know if this would be the job that he he would point at and say, "Yes, this is the spot for me." Um, so yeah, I like like the point has already been made. If this had happened on Thursday and by like Saturday they had settled on Tony Elliott, I would have been like, "That's a tremendous hire." I still think it's a tr- tremendous hire. If you um you read up on him and you start reading about what he went through growing up when he lost his mom in a car accident Um, and and his dad, I guess was in jail for a lot of his childhood. And then he wasn't even a coach after he graduated from Clemson. He was working. Did you guys read that sports illustrated story about him where he was working at the tire factory and like worked his way up into like upper management in no time and was on like the super fast track before he He was in. He
0: has an industrial engineering degree and the guy that hired him said he had the highest GPA he'd ever seen from that program.
3: And and he had to and he he, uh, he listed himself by his full name Antonio on his resume, so the guy who hired him had to do some research to realize it was the football player. Um, but anyway, uh, and and like, listen, I think we all agree on here. There's nobody we respect more than David Teal, uh, and Teal got the opportunity to sit in at, at a uh, at a coaching forum, um, a coaching convention. A minority coaching convention. Uh, he got a chance to sit in on while well, John Oliver of all people did a mock 45-minute interview with Tony Elliott. A- a- and Teal "Which said John Oliver? <laughs> the John Oliver, UVA's John Oliver, not the HBO guy. <laughs> no, not the HBO guy, the uh, J.O. as uh, as we all remember him so fondly. Uh, but no, yes. Yeah, so J.O. did this mock 45-minute interview." And, and teal said it was like the most fascinating thing like and that just sounds absolutely fascinating to me but anyway teal walked away from that so super impressed by tony Elliott. and he has remained that has remained the case since since that opportunity and like i said i respect teal more than just about anybody on this beat and and based on what i've read what i've heard what teal and, and some other people have said uh, this he's, he sounds like he has the right personality for this opportunity. Obviously we have not gotten a chance to meet with him yet. So, but yeah, I think I understand all the deck stuff too. I talked to all of those guys and they were all so fired up and all those interviews were done under the assumption. I told them, I'm like, look, none of this is ever going to see the light of day until I get that email and it's official, but let's operate under the assumption. Cause it was earlier in the week when the assumption was that Dex was, it was a fait accompli, and uh, those guys were so fired up. And I know how disappointed so many of those guys are now, and I I, I feel for those guys because they were so excited about what De- and and I I it's almost too bad that it couldn't work out. That Dex couldn't come back as a defensive coordinator because then it would have been the best of both worlds, I think, and and a lot of people would have been excited for a lot of different reasons. But obviously, that's not going to happen. So. But I mean, Tony Elliott is by no means a consolation prize. Ferber talked about his resume. And like I said, all indications were he was one of, if not Carla's first choice uh, to pursue for this job. So, yeah, I think, I think it'll be interesting to see what he comes in here and, and obviously there's plenty of time down the road to talk about who comes with him, who he brings in, what, what they kind of tweak and what they do, but, I do think there's plenty of cause for excitement.
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there is. And, and, and listen, I I understand that like the TikTok of this whole thing is fascinating. And certainly those of us who have been, you know, talking to various folks and trying to nail it down and trying to get a sense of what, what the the latest was, um, you know, there's an exhaustion aspect of this, but also think too, that um, when you, when you look at it from the standpoint of um, you, Clearly to me, they didn't want to announce. They didn't want to announce him before the Hall of Fame. That gave all of this dead time where everybody was sort of in a holding pattern, and humans don't do well in holding patterns. And there are a abundance of reasons why something might fall through. I, I know that for a lot of folks out there, you're you're feeling convinced that it was you know the athletic department didn't do this. They didn't they didn't show him the love there. You know however you might frame that. I just I just want people to be mindful that there are a whole bunch of reasons. I mean, folks who have taken who have, you know, almost taken jobs and then decided against them later. Like there are a whole bunch of reasons why somebody might not take a job. I mean, and I'm I'm not saying that 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 you have to agree with them. I'm just saying that there are reasons, you know. Um, I think one of the things that was interesting with this whole deal is the text that 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 Dex sent to um, Adam Rittenberg. Um, from ESPN I believe right And basically saying you know Timing has is important And it, you know um, He's going back to, to For both sides And that he's going back to Penn State I think that that's extremely telling Because I think for him The timing wasn't right Now we can try to fill in that blank Just like we've been filling in all the other blanks I'm just going to tell you that like If you think Dex is The greatest player that you've ever seen If you were so excited for him to be a coach you think you know he's above reproach? Then you kind of have to take him at his word that the timing wasn't right, and throwing a whole bunch of people under the bus doesn't necessarily seem to achieve that. Now you might say, "Oh, but Brad, he's he's being kind, right? He's he's just you know trying to 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 be um, you know to 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 put a, a good spin on it because he doesn't want to 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 drop the dirt in public." And I will just say to you, "Well, maybe the dirt isn't the place where you think it should go." Um. Again, until all of that stuff comes out, it probably never will. The reality is, is like for whatever reason, he decided that this wasn't the right look for him. And you know what? I think you got to respect it uh, on some level. And I know that there are a lot of football alums who are super pissed. They are angry today um, because they thought this was going to be the guy. Again, he decided that this wasn't the right fit for him. He he decided that this wasn't what he wanted to do. Um, And I understand that there are people out there Who say the reason for that wasn't You know that The reason for that was the administration The reason that was UVA And all I'm going to say is There are a whole lot of reasons why people don't take jobs And some of it comes down to it's just not right for you And leave it at that Um, I I just think that ultimately In the big scheme of things If Dex wanted to be Virginia's coach he would be I mean this thing This train was running I mean, you know, depending on who you talk to, I mean, the thing could have almost not even made it to the weekend. Um, you know, like, they, they, it felt imminent for days and days. And typically, you know what, after a visit when a kid doesn't commit, um, there's a reason, right? Um, and in this situation, certainly there were a lot of people who were hopeful it was going to be Dex. They looked past, you know, the potential issues. They looked all, and I and I get it. You know, I, I think in if Dave and Ferber and Damon will tell you that in, in our text thread, I was the one who would say, you know, pretty consistently like, yeah, all of that's true, but but what about the positives? Like the positives work out. This is a hell of a situation for UVA. And, you know, ultimately that's not what he chose to do. Um and on some level like I, I'm not saying that you have to agree with that reasoning or 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 if you feel like you need to know the ins and outs of everything that went into it, okay, that's fair, but you're not going to like he's not going to he's not going to come out publicly you know, tomorrow, do a cameo where he's like, "Listen, here's what happened." You know, um, and realistically, we're you know those of us who cover the thing, we might hear bits and pieces, as I'm sure many of of my um, you know my uh, my friends in the in the media um, horde have heard, just like I have. But realistically, you're not going to get every detail to be able to to make it all work. I mean, on some level, like it's got you got to move forward,
2: and I think that. Yeah.
1: It's good for people to get their feelings out. It's not good for people to start throwing folks under the bus when you, when you, when you don't know the flavor of the Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying, Dave?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's some lessons we we learned from the outrage we've seen in the past few hours, right? Like there is a, a portion of the Virginia alumni base and fan base that we don't, we haven't heard from enough the last six, 10, whatever years it's been. Um, and that part of the fan base we need. We've seen the stadium. We've seen the empty seats, and we've we've seen the the struggle to raise money for, um, for the facilities. Uh, but that passion I've seen the last few hours. Like to me, it's painful as, as as to hear like to hear people mad at at my university and mad at the football team and threatening not to do it. Like that's anger, and I get it. Um, but that passion, like UVA, Carla, everyone in the athletic department needs to realize there is something there they haven't been tapping with Bronco and his staff or whatever it might've been like that needs to be tapped. Like whether it's, the, we, we know it's not going to be Dex now, but whatever they do with Tony or whoever, you know, let's assume it's Tony. If not, whoever they bring in, they've got to figure out a way to tap. They're not going to get a hundred percent of that because who Dex is. Right. But, there's other other ways they can tap into that and they need to figure out what can we do to kind of ease that gap and get these guys back involved. Let's hear what they have to say. Let's see how we can put that into the program um, because it never hurts you to have a, you know, alumni base and, and a fan base that, well, honestly, we we probably haven't seen in the stadium enough to get them back in there. So there is a learning, you know, something that can be learned from this and hopefully once the, once the coach decision is made, he starts getting staff together, the athletics department can kind of reach out to all these alumni who a lot of them I haven't heard from them in a long time. And this is not a slight to them, like Twitter and all this stuff is new. These Twitter spaces give guys a chance to come talk that we couldn't have heard from. I've, I've really been surprised by some of the people I've heard from and would like to see them more involved. So let's figure out how to do that, um, you know, I don't I don't know what the answer is to that but there's got to be that there's passion there and you you can't just let that disappear until the next guy gets hired right um and and that doesn't have to be passion in the form of writing a big check you know what get on social media get excited about Virginia football like don't don't be afraid to say you know to tweet about games and talk websites yeah I mean (laughs) get you know do these Twitter spaces do whatever you want but don't do it just around a big event like a coach hire because you might know who the coach is. Do it every week. Let's keep that passion going and, and grow it. Um, so I, I do think that's one possible byproduct of what was a a bad day for a lot of people whose feelings are hurt. Well, um, and look, I, I, go ahead.
1: No, I was just going to say, and 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 I, again, I want to say to folks out there, if you're frustrated, I get it. Like I, I'm listen. There were definitely parts of the last 3 days that I'm just, you know, want to pull my hair out. Um it's a it's a very intricate process and Dex elicits so much emotional response. I get it. For folks oh, who yeah. know yeah. him, it's ten it's tenfold for folks who play with him, it's even worse. And I understand that like for a lot of these folks, and we talked about this a little bit last week, right? Like the connection to the coaching staff, it just wasn't there with Bronco, right? And and that was by design, right? Bronco's entire mentality was, you know, very businesslike, very analytical, very much, you know, he wanted you to channel your passion into your mastery of your position, right? He was not, you know, he is not a very emotional person. He, he tends to try to be as unemotional as possible. And the reality is, is that like the last time Virginia went through a coaching search, all of those were qualities that felt important. And now that you've had them for a while, you're thinking, like, man, it would be really yeah. nice to have a guy who fired up the fan
0: base. This is how it goes. You go back and forth. I mean, it's not just yeah. this stuff either. It's, it's like, like presidential. It's politics, like, man, our man. defense is trash. For. We need someone to come in and like develop a hard-nosed football team. And then that team doesn't score any points. And then it's like, man, we need somebody to come in here and score some points. And then that guy comes in and the defense is back, And it just kind of goes back and forth. And I think this is kind of like that too. Um, I think Dave's right. I think, I think channeling the energy that we saw today, the negative energy from a lot of people would be good in a positive way if we can get that. Um yeah. And I want to say like um I think Ahmad, you know, he he set all these up. Like I think he was trying to do the right thing and like give people a space to talk and get gets, you know, stuff going. You know, today after the Dex news, obviously it was gonna go sideways. Um and it just didn't work out. I also think like I, you know, the players that played here have equity in the program, equity that I'll never have, obviously. Um, but it's like I also don't think that those people get to make the hire. So like if they feel like they've been slighted because they don't get to pick the coach. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like that's not how it works. Um and it seems like they were going to pick the guy that they wanted anyway, you know? And it just didn't yeah. work out. So I mean, it's not like UVA didn't do anything, but also like I think, you know, we talked we heard about donors, like people trying to get behind decks. It's like I don't and and to be honest with you just my cynicism, I think that the That was a bit overstated. I don't think any of the donations were going to blow anyone's mind per se. If I could use a quote or a phrase that's common these days um, around that kind of stuff. Like, (laughs) uh, you know, I I don't think that was I don't think it was going to be like somebody cut a check for a hundred million dollars or something crazy like that because they hired Dex. Yeah, there's probably going to be some more buzz around it. And maybe there were going to be some donor more donations done. I, I don't necessarily disagree with that part. I think it was just a little overstated but those people if they are making those donations for decks what the hell are you doing like what are you doing do you care about uva football because they've been trying to get a facility for years bronco mentioned it in his opening press conference and if Bronco's not your favorite guy don't you want to like set it up well for the next guy um like i and, and bronco like he's probably not the most friendly guy to talk like he's he's a very introverted person he said that he said i'm an introverted person and an extroverted person's job um and i you know he's a nice guy it seems from from every interaction that i've had with him but um maybe he wasn't everybody's cup of tea but they never that, that would mean they never gave him a chance right um like you know they nobody they never got close to getting that master plan done um So all these people were sitting on the sidelines and then when the job comes open, they parachute in and try to make, like, they get to decide who the coach is. And it's like, I know money is important and it certainly would have been a factor in hiring decks. Um, if that was like really going to happen, But like, come on, like these people, like they they clearly like only care about UVA football when it's convenient for them or when like they can talk up the old days, you know, some game against night in 1998 against NC state, like that has anything to do with what goes on in the field this year. Um, so like, I thought that was pretty annoying.
1: Oh man. Um, let's talk about Tony Elliott. Um, I feel like so much of this story um, um, is so much about Dex. Um, I, I I almost think that it, it's not fair to Tony. And again, you know, again, no, no formal announcement. It, it's almost unfair to him to not focus on that piece because Again, had Dex not been involved in all this, you know, he's an excellent candidate. Um, I, I, again, as I said earlier, a guy I honestly didn't think UVA could get. Like, I genuinely just didn't think. But, like, I, I mean, considering the jobs he's reported to have turned down, I just thought that that was going to be hard. You talk to the people at Clemson, and or you hear them, you know, hear what they've said about him, and it's it's impossible to hear anybody really say a bad thing about him. Some of the fans, I think, were frustrated with the offense this year. But that's just fans, right? Like, in terms of the especially at a place
0: like Clemson, I mean, they're not used to being even mediocre on offense,
1: right? But it is fairly. I just
0: real quick, I just want to say, like, I'm not trying to defend him necessarily completely. I mean, some of it might have been his fault, but like, look at how many guys they lost and just tell me, like, any team that has had to do that and succeeded. I mean, maybe Alabama. Um, but yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, look at what happened to LSU. Yeah. Tony Bennett's not a terrible coach.
1: Tony Bennett's not a terrible coach today because. All the dudes, all the really good players from last year's team left, and he's trying to figure it out, right? Like, I mean, come on, that—that's a thing. But what I was going to say is, is that like one of the things I really like about Elliott is his recall. Um, I like I like seeing a coach who can tell you, you know, oh, on this play, you know, the linebacker, you know, you gotta, you 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 gotta, um, you gotta do this, and you gotta be here. And I I appreciate that from a coach. I appreciate you know the ability to sort of. Break down a play that you're not actually watching I can't stand it when a coach says Well I gotta watch the film like if you Don't know what happened what are we doing here Right like if you're if you're at the Mic and you and somebody asks you about a specific Call and you don't remember why you made that Call get get up leave yeah like You never right? see
0: Tony do that with the basketball Team yeah. he always is like well they they Messed up this and this happened you know Like now, I understand
1: he, he's to never see like it. I don't know <laughs> Yeah exactly yeah I understand wanting to See that see it so you can maybe be more precise I get that um and I understand that there are a lot of plays in a game. I just appreciated, like, in the video I watched of him talking about sort of what happened with DJ here. And, and that I just really appreciate that, like, he's a guy who can who can dissect the thing. I, I think that speaks to not just an expertise, but an ability to communicate that expertise, which, you know, is the essence of coaching. Um, it, it let's grade the hire. And, again, we're going to do this with a caveat because of the time frame of when we recorded this and sort of where things are. If we wake up tomorrow, or we go to sleep Friday night, and there's no coach, and you know whatever, we'll come back and do another podcast, maybe in another emergency podcast at some yeah. point. We can put um, the
0: Tony Elliott podcast along with your deck story and all yeah. the previews, <laughs> the COVID canceled game previews that I wrote last year. Yeah,
1: exactly. Um, let's grade it, Ferber. And on a let's say the the one is this is the most terrible hire in the history of man, and you you would never look at it again. And ten is just is Saban, okay. Let uh, well, I don't know would everything be good here considering like resources and things. Anyway, I think he, I think he'd be all right. <laughs> I think he'd be fine. He'd probably figure it out. Um, but let's just let's just on that scale. What where where are you at at least as of
0: today? Uh, for UVA anyway. Um, seven, eight, somewhere in there. Seven and a half. I think for UVA in this specific position that they're in, um, it's a good hire. Like assuming that he's going to be the guy uh, I think, you know, he's a well-respected coordinator. If they, if, if Bronco quit last year, they wouldn't have been able to get him out, not think because of the situation that he was in and he was just more comfortable sticking around at Clemson for another year. Maybe, maybe he would have been interested in UVA, but I know that, you know, he kind of like turned down Tennessee or whatever you can get into. I'm sure a year from now people will be telling, you know, deck stories about, Oh, he turned down Virginia or UVA turned him down, all that kind of stuff. But um I think it's a good hire. I think he, but I will say that, you know, as, as people are biased towards Dex because they know him or remember seeing him play or, you know, just want an EVA guy here, I, I understand all that. I'm biased towards offensive scheme type guys. That's just, I think those are the guys that kind of can maximize what a team can do in college football now. And, and so I think he he's a good fit for what I would be looking for in a coach. So I think it's a good hire, but also, you know, just like with Dex, he's never been a head coach before. Um, there's always considerable risk. He's going to have to put a good staff together. Um, you know, he's not a Virginia guy, but I don't think that matters too much. If, if you put a good staff together and can build relationships with people, um, you can go out and, and succeed. So I think that it's a good hire, not a perfect hire, but very
3: solid
1: uh for, Damon, let's go to you what do you what are your what are your thoughts how would you grade it
3: yeah i i think 7.5 to 8 7.5 to 8 is probably where i fall as well i just uh he knows what it looks like you know what i mean uh just like carla knows what it's looked like coming from an sec school she knows what it looks like when when a football program is operating on that high level and Now you have Elliot coming in from uh, the closest thing to an an SEC program in the ACC. He knows, he just, he knows what it looks like. And I don't just mean on the field either, but he knows what the facilities look like. He knows what the weight room looks like. He knows what the recruiting looks like and and a lot of those things. And, and so a lot of the things that Bronco did, I think I used the phrase last week. um, He brought the program into the 21st century with a lot of the recruiting guys he brought on the staff and, the analysts that he brought on the staff and things like that now you bring in a guy like Elliot who who ha- has seen how those kinds of uh, assets can be used efficiently and and can apply what he has has seen and learned and experienced in his time at Clemson and and so you hope that will allow the program to take a step forward and we've we've covered his resume and what he's in uh, what he was able to do as an offensive coordinator at Clemson and the games he's coached in and the players he's coached and the things he's schemed up. And so I think as we've talked about all night, he's ready for this opportunity. And given the circumstances of Bronco basically pulling the rug out from under you last week and and deciding he was gonna step away and kind of having a scramble over the course of the last week, I think Tony Ellett's a pretty good place to land, uh, given all the things we just talked about. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna say like a 7.5 or an eight. Uh, I think it's a pretty good hire. Yeah, Dave, I, I'm gonna out you a little bit here, because
1: I feel like you and I were were kind of on the same page on decks, and then I lost you for several days, and you started you you started kind of fading away into the this is this is a colossal you know situation. Um, I, I think in hindsight, you know, to Damon's point just a second ago, that in the midst of basically Bronco deciding you know to give up the ghost and 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 leave. And and frankly, putting UVA in a really tight spot in the process, right? That if you told me then in a week they're gonna have basic in a basically week they're gonna line up Tony Elliott as the head coach, I I would have probably said that's a you know hires are you know hires are it's almost like recruiting, right? Like you never know what's gonna happen to the dude once he gets there. But but you understand any potential
0: type of hire like there's some hires that are better than others, like guys with more home run potential. But every conceivable hire can fail or succeed. Exactly. exactly. A guy, a guy you could pull Deion Sanders off the street and he could be good. Like, you know, yeah. there's, that doesn't mean anything, but that it's probably less likely. Right. Than you know, a guy with more experience.
1: Right. So like the idea is, is that each hire is almost like recruiting, right? Where it's like, there is a significant level of potential for each guy. The question is how much. And, and then you also have to look at it across the board in terms of everybody else around you. Right. If you look at this hire in that, from that, in that frame, Right, of all the guys on the board, who made the most sense, who seemed like the best picks, and frankly was probably right, felt like you might be even on the cusp of like a guy you couldn't get. This was the dude. Like I think if we could have gone back to last week and we all could have known, hey, it's going to be you know Tony Elliott and his family going to be arriving on a plane in Charlottesville in a week, we all would have been pretty damn excited about that because of the potential and such.
3: Or imagine even, and I know uh, Jeff Scott was still there, but imagine. Sitting at that 2019 ACC championship game and being told, "Yeah, when Bronco steps down, they're going to replace him with one of the offensive players. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, the dude calling these plays. Well, the,
3: all right, yeah.
0: It's funny too because I remember specifically. I don't know if you remember the spread, um, but I remember at one point during that game, I looked at you when they were running the stuff that they were running and just destroying UVA's defense. <laughs> I was like, "The people that think this is just like the players are—they just don't get it." Like yeah, they are like the scheme. The yeah. scheme is like. Well, not, not flawless, but I mean, obviously they did have great players all over the field. Advanced. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. But I was like, they are, have like, they're running like the perfect stuff against what UVA does. Yeah, um, exactly. It was like perfectly. And then like last year when they went down to Clemson, I thought the same thing. I was like, Oh, they figured out like UVA can't tackle in space. So they just throw it to Etienne underneath and yeah. he just makes a bunch of guys miss. It's really <laughs> smart.
1: So, so Dave, now that, now that you've kind of gone through the Valley on the other side, right? Like I said, you were—I felt like you were excited about the potential for Dex, especially on the facilities front. Um, the more it felt like it sat with you, the longer the thing went, the harder it was for you to accept. <laughs> I think you fully went—you f- went—you went full uh, negative Nancy. I went on the trip, man. Yeah, I think Dave trip. was
2: originally like very against it. <laughs> <And> it was, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was like I was very against it till that till it became obvious that I probably had to deal with. It yeah no, I, th- I was the, the same no i think right?
1: he almost i think you i think you rebounded and then you also boomeranged i think you were like you were like very against it then you talked yourself into it and then you went back the other way except further right but then um, also you have to yeah. deal with
0: like the what are the ramifications if it's not him and i think yes. that's the hard part here is like oh now you have to deal with like this backlash
2: yes you know yeah i mean yeah. once the toothpaste out of the tube what do you do like i mean right. this is a legend you yeah. know um my wife was asking me about it tonight. I was like, well, I mean, I don't know how to correlate. You know, she's a Hokie. So I was like, I don't know how to correlate it to you. But it'd be like, you know, if Beamer retired and someone said Michael Vick wants to come back and coach the team. <laughs> but you're like, yeah, I like that. But you're really. But Michael Vick has really also time. been coaching for a while. Yeah. yeah, but he's been coaching for 17 to 20 years. So, I mean, that's not a, ter- a perfect example. But I, said like, I don't know how Gray. to explain it, yeah. Yeah, Torian Gray is probably a good explanation, but she wouldn't know who that is. God. But Torian Gray wasn't as good of a player, I guess. Yeah, Right. right. Yeah.
1: And so. I think that's the that's the other thing before I actually ask you the question, Dave. Um, I think that's the thing that like a lot of people just genuinely because humans are human, right? Like a lot of us, and I'm putting myself here because like I said, I wrote this column. Like it's an emotional response. Like Dex is not just a dude. Like the guy, like I did not, until he got hurt on August, on October 24th, 1998, I thought he was literally in, like, inhuman. Like I, that day I learned that Superman could bleed, right? Like, I, I mean, I thought the guy walked on water, all right? He was, my, and he still is yeah. to this day, literally my favorite player of any sport at any level ever. Like, De- I, I literally thought Dex was was not human, okay? So the and, idea, Damon
0: and I don't have that connection because, like, I barely remember him playing. Barely, See,
1: I dude, seriously, that kid that guy was this was the truth and the funk, man. Yeah. I mean, nothing, I mean, nothing got me. I watched
0: some highlights today. It's, it, I feel like he probably would have had a few targeting penalties in today's game. <laughs> yeah, hey, in today's oh, game, he, probably, yeah,
3: we, he, he admitted <laughs> that in some interviews. We were about. making that joke uh, when they showed the highlights when he was on the field at the Duke game. It's like these would all be targeting calls today.
2: Yeah, exactly. No, like Dex. So, I you mean, know, I don't want to go 20 minutes talking about Dex and how amazing he was. Like, you know, as a Virginia fan in the 90s, like we had some really, really good players, you know, national level players. Um, Dex was different, man. Like he he was the baddest dude on the field and the coolest dude on the field.
1: Yeah, there like, you go. Yeah.
2: You know, if you were a Virginia fan, like when Dex – when we played Texas, like the Texas fans are like, who is that? Um, you know, he's just – he's different, right? Um, so, anyway, it's he, – he's a bad dude. And, look, I mean, my boomerang wasn't because of anything to do with Dex. It's like you start thinking about it. Like, So, my, my, my initial support was, you know, we got to get these facilities built or we're going to – you know, we just – at this point, we just lost Bronco Mendenhall, right, who was a well-respected national coach. And I'm thinking if he resigns, like, you know, he can say it's what for what, whatever reason that's not a good look for your program. If you're an up and coming coach, like this guy won at BYU and he's resigning at Virginia cause it's too much. Um, so, so I started to think, well, if you can get Dex in here, even if, you know, even if it's a little over his head, he's going to get a lot of support. Maybe it works out. Maybe it's a Dabo sweet situation. And then I kind of went the other way. It's like, man, that's a big step. <laughs> you know, if he does mess up because he's such a loved guy, does that like ruin the program forever? That you 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 put a guy in a position he shouldn't have been just because you liked him, and you know do you hang on to him too long because he's the guy? Um, do all that's all those friends who show up disappear year three if he's losing? Like it got complicated, and then
0: yeah, or do people are people like cool with him going four and eight? Like you yeah, know?
2: exactly. Like I mean, literally
0: somebody on the spaces thing earlier was like, I'd rather go six and six with him than win the ACC with Tony Elliott. And if that's your prerogative, then I can't tell you that you know that's your opinion but i think it's a pretty bad one <laughs> like if you care about that's just
2: like your opinion <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. just your like opinion. your opinion um <laughs> no yeah yeah like I get it's it. not You're like
0: it, it's it's not like he's the only guy that can win you know yeah. or something like that that's and i think that's what brad and i were talking about earlier in the week it was like it's not even necessarily him it's like the way that people are framing this it's like they they are treating him like it's like, well, there's no other person that would make sense. Like it has to be him.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's no, and other that person makes no could... sense
0: to me. I was right. like, wait a second. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, cause people were like, let's just go out and get decks and then try to get like the offensive staff to stay. And I was like, you're not even going to like talk to anyone else. You're just going to hire like a position coach. to <laughs> yeah, be Your head coach I,
1: for the, for, for the folks listening. Like, I can't tell you how like a, apocalyptic fervor was at the idea that Virginia was just going to go out and, and like
0: just hire. Well, I, was like, maybe, I was like, maybe I was like, maybe really I'm missing something well, it and I am an missing negligent. something. I'm missing the, the, the emotional connection to him. But because say, honestly, say, my say, connection say, to him is the London years. Right. <laughs> yeah. Not,
1: yeah. And not his that's, fault,
0: but not good.
1: I think it's fair because you're, you're making a nuanced point here, right? Which is there's a difference between he's the only guy who can do everything that we need. Right. And he's the only guy who can do some of the things that we need the most, right? I think the point that a lot of people wanted to make specifically was, you know, energy with the fan base, fundraising, you know, connection to the actual school, right? And that for them, that was paramount. And so if, if, that's, your, if that's your only, and what I'm, I'm saying, I'm stressing that word, if that's your only, like, criteria, then yeah, Dex was the only guy. But that wasn't the only criteria, and it's okay to say, "Hey, he's got a he's got a thin resume. He hasn't he hasn't led you know uh, he hasn't managed you know whatever." Um, but these things are so beneficial that they outweigh the other stuff. But if you don't recognize the other stuff, it's just an emotional reaction. And so, like your point there, Ferber is like you're saying like people acted like he was the only option he was the only one who could do the job and he's not the only one who can do the job he was the only candidate who could excite the fan base in such a way um such that you know you could almost feel like the there would be there would be buy in from people who weren't buying in before right and the reality is is that like you can do that too in different ways you just it, but that he was going to be the only guy who could do that thing it didn't mean that that thing couldn't get done or the, other, or the totality couldn't get done by somebody else.
0: But anyway. And also, like, a perfect example yeah. is, like, Miami hired Mario Cristobal, right? Like, that's how people were treating it. Mario Cristobal is a Miami football alum. He's from there. So, kind of like Dex, pretty much exactly the same. Um, he's the very successful coach of Oregon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's not the same. You know, it's like, it, it's not the same. Um And that doesn't mean he wouldn't have been good here. Like, I can't say that that's not possible, but I think there was significant risk of setting the program back. If you put the, if you're just like, Hey, let's just get this guy. He's going to come in and kill it on recruiting. And then, and then it's basically up to his staff to sort of be really good. I think because he doesn't, he's not a scheme coach. Like I don't, I don't think he is anyway.
1: Dave, you're, you're you're still trying to answer, but I just, hold on. I want to say this one thing. I want to say this one thing real quick. Okay. And this is folks, let me just tell you, the staff situation from what i heard left a lot to be desired and i'm just going to leave it there um continue, go ahead dave answer answer the question you've been trying to answer for like 15 <laughs> minutes sorry
2: yeah so i mean given where we were you know when bronco resigned um coming off four game losing streak bronco resigning um you know and then just kind of being there the fact that and then obviously going on the deck strip The fact that we could end up with Tony Elliott as head coach is probably a nine out of 10 higher like that. Virginia got really lucky if this is the case, because I was like, so what kind of got me back on the, like Tony Elliott, Ferber and I have talked to Tony Elliott many times um, during this whole thing. And then, you know, prior to the Dex news kind of elevating. And then I was like, the more you
0: watch and read, the more you're going to like, because I had already kind of dug into his stuff
2: yeah, and I did, and I started getting nervous that we're going to have to deal with him at Duke. Like, I was glad it was Duke and not somewhere else we'd have to deal with him because I think he's a great coach. So I think, you know, I, I'll i go 9 out of 10 just because of, like, to, to end up with him, if that's, and it's whatever time it is now, midnight, I don't know. Um, <laughs> 7 o'clock in the morning, announced. hello. <laughs> nothing's I been announced. Lunch. Yeah, <laughs> nothing's been announced, so we don't know. But if it ends up being him, I'd say 9 out of 10 because um, I do think, you know, he is a a wonderful coach. I think if you're someone who who thinks Tony Elliott is a bad hire, it's because you don't like all you heard was Clemson fans and the media saying their offense is bad this year. Um,
0: or you're you're taking it, you're holding it against them that he had talent.
2: Yeah, and he's been calling plays for what six years. For Erber? I mean, yeah, man, like his his offense averages like 38 points a year. Imagine a if the, the Georgia if fans
0: <laughs> imagine if the Georgia fans were like, we shouldn't hire Kirby Smart because his Alabama defense has had too much talent.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And he's got plenty of talent. Yeah, if he can convince, um, you know, Brennan to stay and Ola to get back out of the portal. Cause oh, look, we're going to run the ball more if it's Tony Elliott. Um, like you'll have plenty of talent here to work with too. So I, I don't think that's anything to just need that. So yeah, it could be a great I don't hire.
0: Th- I don't think they could find a coach that was going
2: to run the ball less. So well, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, like I, I ran the, yeah, yeah. It would be hard. So, I mean, the weird thing for me, and like as being the, I think I'm Damon. I think I'm older than you. I think I'm the oldest person in the in the room. We can um, talk about this later. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but, well, yeah, we're hanging out the same club. Um, anyway, like I just think back, like if if I don't know of a school that it's harder to identify what you need from the head coach for the program to be successful. Um, like I, I haven't seen it in other schools, like you know if, if you look at alabama it's just you need a guy who can recruit and keep those guys in check right they're going to get the talent can you get them to put that talent towards teamwork um at virginia though if you look my lifetime like george walsh was the king but um you know but let's not act like everyone was big george walsh fans when he finally retired like there's a reason he retired he, he yeah. was getting people were tired of losing yeah you know, well see that was my thing games, was like, like 14 years in a row
0: <laughs> when i was growing up it was like uh, this guy needs to go. He's like past it. Um, like he doesn't know what he's doing anymore. But everybody knew that he was good before that. But yeah, you're right. I think UVA is sort of in a weird spot there, where it's like, what are the key characteristics of the of the coach? Yeah. You know?
2: Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. so for the young heads who listen to our podcast, which I assume are millions and millions, um, like when Grow came in, Grow was the exact opposite of George Walsh. He was. He left the NFL to come coach UVA. Um, and he is going to bring dynamic schemes and great, you know, he's going to really help the recruiting and guess what he did, but he didn't really connect with some of the fan base, like his players to this day, including Mr. Poindexter who just offered the job, love him to death. Like they meet with him in Charlottesville on a regular basis to hang out, but the fan base for the large part did not like him and the donor base didn't. Yeah. And it
0: sounds kind of like Bronco might we didn't really realize it or I didn't until this week, but it seems like he might've been in a similar situation, Yo, but he wasn't, it. it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, um, he wasn't being a jerk. It was just like, yeah. maybe he just didn't connect with the right people. And then no. the way
3: this season ended just,
0: but he, but his players kind of, for yeah, the yeah. almost all have been very positive. Like they all like him.
2: So I don't know that grow was much different than Bronco, except instead of giving you the 20, you know, the, the five-line explanation of something and make it sound complicated, Grow would do a one-line and, you know, very, very Bill Belichick. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of the model he was in. I and never heard Bronco f- read any poems. <laughs> no. I mean, that was that's, that's what everyone yes. remembers. But Groh was an excellent coach. Yeah. He just lost the fan base and he did, like recruiting wasn't his thing. So what did we do? We replaced him with Mike London, who was on his staff at one point, had gone to Richmond, won the FCS title, and was the exact opposite. Like full energy, and I know people are comparing Index to um, to Mike London, and yeah. it, it's it's not a you know it's not a race thing. It's they're two different. It's an people. energy thing, right? They are different people. And
0: but. a and a, the what was the complaint about Mike? It was he's in over his head. He wasn't qualified for this job. He's he's not. He hasn't had enough experience at the wheel or something like that. You know. Yeah, and it's like and that he, would be what had. this is.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he had you know he had trouble. You know, he won, Nick. He won a little bit, and the fans came out. But despite his energy and how much people liked him when we weren't winning, the stands started to empty. Um, So Virginia is weird like that. So at some point, like, I don't know. Like, my guess is, and you guys can tell me if I'm wrong. My guess is there will be less fans in the game, game one next year with Tony Elliott as head coach as there would have been with Poindexter. But I don't know if game five or six will be much different.
0: Yeah, I don't I think Poindexter would have had some initial buzz, you know, like I think people would have been like, oh, this is cool. But if you're not winning games and I'm not saying he would have lost a bunch of games or something, but like, you know, you got to win the games, or people aren't going to come. Like uh, even when they did win with Bronco, people didn't always come. So, I mean, and, and that's the thing that kind of annoyed me was like, and you said this, Dave, I think you tweeted it. Like these people that are like, I'm only going to support the program if Dex is the coach, because it's like that's how we'll become successful. Like the, Bronco was successful at le- to a large degree. I mean, like he didn't beat Tech enough. But this program was in bad shape when he got it, and he put it in a place where it was much better off. And when I compared it to in our text thread after the emergency podcast last week, um, was it would be like if Gro was like, you know what, I think it's I'm done here in like 2006. So we didn't get that downfall where it's like oh like things have really turned bad. Um and and then you have and then you have even like a harder reset for the next guy. So in that sense I do kind of think he did you a favor because I think after what we saw against Tech I felt like we all kind of agreed that the needle seemed to be pointing down. Um there were going to have to be some staff changes like So the needle
3: um, was
2: moving?
0: Yeah, I think the needle was definitely moving. <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, I think I think we got to a point where it was, I'm not saying it would have been a disaster from here on out, but there would have been staff changes. There probably would have been some departures from the team. Um, and, you know, and it, it felt like they were getting further away from that coastal title that they won a few years ago than closer. Um, so I think he, it, they, ultimately they might be better off though. I don't really, I have no idea what to expect next year because the schedule sets up really nice, but we have no idea what the roster is going to look like, what the coaching staff is going to look like. Um, so it could end up being sort of a transition year regardless but that's a conversation for august i guess
1: <laughs> well um it is uh it is certainly interesting to think about i think dave's point there just a minute ago about the you know what the um you know what the attendance is going to be like and that kind of thing i think that's actually a fascinating thing to to really kick around because the reality is, is that there's not just the coach. There's obviously the the assistant coaches and the style. And I, I think it's fair to say that after watching Virginia's offense this year, if Tony Elliott is indeed the guy, um, you, you're you're going to get a lot of. Uh, there's going to be a lot to cheer about if you're if you're really into offense. The question is obviously who's going to be the defensive coordinator. How does that all look? What's the staff look like? So, a whole lot to uh, to dissect uh, between now and then. Um, I think that's a good place to put a pin in it for this week as we wait to see um, more white smoke from the or, top of Or uh, for the tonight, human. at least. Or at least for tonight. This is true. Um, <sighs> if you are somebody out there who found the podcast through the website, thank you very much for giving us a listen. If you don't mind, you can look us up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Overcast, or wherever it is that you get your shows. And if you're so inclined to give us a rating or review, we very much appreciate it. Now, if you're somebody who found the pod but hasn't given us a look at the website yet, you can check us out at catscorner.com. I think that it's fair to say that there's a lot going on there, and I'm not going to do the normal like breaking you down on all the links and things. Um, but there's plenty there um, to to sink your teeth into, especially on the message board. Uh, again, I want to thank um, myperfectfranchise.net for their support of the show and of the uh, of the website. You can visit myperfectfranchise.net for more information on how you can find freedom in your next venture and discover the perfect franchise for you. And again. Thank you to everybody out there who supports the show Who listens every week uh, No matter how many episodes we, and hours we talk uh, I appreciate it And again to Dave Ferber and Damon for giving graciously Of their time as always um, Damon got added to the to to the Big group thread this week And I don't know if he's regretting it But um, you know what, Godspeed um,
3: <laughs> I compare A lot, it a lot that, of jokes I compare so. it to the I compare it to those poor guys in Chernobyl who got sent into the radioactive water uh, to take one for the team and close it. Well, the you, valve. you
0: picked a bad week. Actually, I mean, I did it. But I was like, I can't keep toggling back and forth between these text threads. We got no, to burn it. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad you're there now, Damon. So for uh, David Spence, Justin Furber, and Damon Dillman, I'm Brad Franklin, publisher of CavsCorner.com. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you soon.